This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Shots fired. Back to the future. Whoa. Catching air like I hit a floaty Buddha. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. Whoa. I'm making moves like I'm doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. Whoa. Doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. Hold up. I fell in love with you, Christ. You made me fail. What announcement is this? All right. So we have a massive announcement. Um, nobody else can say this. We are privileged to be able to you know, bring this to the Valiant community. Um, there is going to be released on September 20th a Collecting Valiant podcast exclusive, limited to 400 copies by Fernando Dagnino. For Bloodshot Salvation number one. So we're um, like the first first podcast to have its own exclusive Valiant. Yeah, um, three years ago for Armor Hunters, the Valiant podcast by Daryl, Mike, and Chris had an exclusive free comic book day version of 500 copies. But... You could only get that from them. Either they handed them out or gave them away. But, um, you know, ours will be available to everyone on eBay, Facebook, um, multiple ways to find this comic. Ooh. And the cover's gorgeous. Oh, man. And yeah. It just, it just pops. And it it's, you know, going live on eBay, so... $10 a copy and just know that, you know, anybody that purchases this will be uh, able to help us contribute to future exclusives to put out. And that price is very reasonable. 10 bucks for an exclusive and it might be 400 copies is, is a lot, but it might be under the radar where it may be kind of difficult to get. I wonder how many people will purchase it. I'll be interested. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm optimistic. So, and, you know, being it's, there's 19 exclusives for this comic book. That's a good point. Before everybody yeah, starts to get fatigue from all the covers. <laughs> oh, but us completionists. Yeah, I, I I agree with Juan. Uh, I think ten bucks it's price to sell. It, it's a fair price and uh, uh, plus shipping. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it, great. And that cover is just gorgeous, man. Super excited. Do we know anybody that owns that cover? 
there might be someone within our uh, general uh, realm of friends that uh, that may have that original art. Care to elaborate on how you got that original <laughs> art? Yeah, so uh, yours truly uh, came across that when uh, uh, when he bought the Bloodshot Platinum. It was one of these unexpected uh, gems that went along with the uh, with the Bloodshot Plat. So uh, it uh, uh, was kind of shocking that this cover hasn't been uh, published. And when we were looking through the various uh, cover art for this exclusive, um, that was, uh, I, I think, between our choices, I, I don't know, it just, you know, having the original art or not, it, it just seemed like the best cover to go with. It, it's, it, it was just gorgeous. And I love the translation, how it's, you know, how it looks published. It's just, it's a fantastic looking cover. So super excited. And uh, super excited to be doing this with you guys. Um, uh, the Immortal Brothers come through once more. <laughs> <laughs> well, every copy that we sell will be bagged and boarded in a MyLite 2 with a half backer. And it will be sealed a very special way. No other um, exclusive has been sealed like this. I won't spoil that. We'll let everybody see it you know, when they get it in their hands. And I'm also thinking about having our logo silk screened on the back of 50 boards. Um, that way, the first 50 copies that people get will have our logo silk screened on the back of the comic board, kind of like some of the the early nice. 2004, 2005 fan projects that were done. Um, yeah, and so I'll probably do a lot more boards than just 50. For our, you know, yeah. for our purposes and needs, but you know, everyone in the future will have, uh, you know, if if this is fruitful enough for us to do another one, then the next one will have a limited fifty boards that have been uh, silk screened, also with our logo on it. So we'll see how that turns out. But great idea. Yeah. And if people don't understand, Justin ships books very carefully. <laughs> with the collector in mind and i'm not just promoting you i, I received a few shipments from you and they are shipped with care extreme care so well the next the ten dollars is well spent the next shipment i send down i'm gonna make sure there's a beer in there for you ship it separate <laughs> <laughs> we've learned that ship all liquids separately yeah. <laughs> oh painfully <laughs> Yeah, that sucked that day, but no, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm really excited that we we're able to do this um, collectively as a group, and um, just to be able to offer you know some exclusivity with it. Um, yeah, like a silkscreen backer board, and then also just one extra perk that people aren't gonna see coming. Um, it's, it's pretty exciting. You know, we put a lot of love and effort into it. It's not just something that we're just pumping out right away. It's uh, there was some thought put into it. So, and yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And, and I think it's also important to know, like, this is not being done to make like a profit. Really. It's, it's something out there for the, the valiant collectors and the valiant fans. I mean, I, I mean, it could potentially make profit, but that's not the, 
that's not the the goal behind it. It's to it's to put out a, a cover, a unique cover that we all like, and to add a little something extra to it because we all love Valiant Comics, and and I think and unless you guys tell me wrong, I, that that was, you know, my my motivation behind getting behind it. I wasn't the main force behind it, but it was you know for me to support it. That that was the main thing that that drove me to help support the book. It's a great point, Juan. I I agree. Yeah, I mean, it really is a labor of love. It's uh, something that uh, you know this this fits the medium. It fits our, our love and passion for Valiant, um, the promotion of of Valiant and and great art, great story, uh, promotion of the Valiant podcast. It's uh, I, I think it, it's it's coming from from the right uh, um, <laughs> from the right motive and. Um, and I, I think it's it's priced to, to sell and not not make a profit. So I uh, thanks for for bringing that up, Tuan. I totally agree. Yeah, and I mean, just you know, to reiterate, you know, the money that is made from this, if if we can do another one, it, the money is going to go straight to that. We're going to do another exclusive, and then again, yeah. just make something that is from the fans for fans, and. Uh, yeah, you see comic shops doing these all the time, but you rarely see podcasts, if ever. In Valiant, you've never seen it but one other time, and then outside of Valiant, there's a few podcasts that do that, but very, very rare. And uh, we just want to, you know, share our love, Valiant, with other fans that would appreciate this, and then also, you know, the potential to do just one more in the future or two more. Um, yeah, we're not looking to, to make anything off this. We work hard for what money we have and it, it takes a lot to do something like this. So we're just hoping to, uh, you know, maybe do one or two of these a year for everyone and keeping the print run low 400 is, is awesome. You know, there's not a thousand copies of these, um, books going to be setting around and, you know, we are going to give some of these books out to our local comic shops, um, there's a group on Facebook that's starting a, a big October giveaway. I'm going to make sure they get a copy of it to give away or two or three and uh, just make sure that, you know, they're accessible until they're sold out. And then after that, they'll, you know, whatever happens in the back issue market happens in the back issue market. Great point. Yep. It was good to know the print run too for collectors, you know, I think when we all try to buy books or or variant uh, covers, we we want to know the print run, and that's sort of the mystery behind buying some of these books, especially in the past with some of the harder to find variant um, covers. We never knew the print run, or we guesstimate with the print run. You know what it is here. We, as, as both of you guys have said, the print run is. I mean, the print run is four hundred. The price is, the price is price is ten bucks. I mean. It and is what it is. It's, and, it's a nice book to have for your collection. Yeah, and we're being transparent with that. You know, we're up front. We're not saying, "Oh, there's, it's limited." Well, yeah, it is limited. It's at 400 copies. You know, we set the yeah. price to set the price to sell them, not, you know, to make them hard to find. And we're not holding them back. They are all available. All right. And ten bucks is what you normally would get a. 
you know, uh, one to ten variant on on the high end or a very good price on the one to twenty, right? On a normal book, ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if someone wants to give us fifty bucks a copy, we'd be happy to draw a little <laughs> sketch inside and autograph it. <laughs> we'll, we'll mail it around, and we'll all sign it for you and send it your way. All right, all right. And we do, and we do ship when we mail things around. We ship it next day air. We pretty much do. <laughs> we, 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 you will get it pretty fast. That we has really happened. do. Yeah. <laughs> We ship it pretty fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh wow, that's this is super yeah, exciting, guys. I mean, it's super exciting to have something as our, our own and a book, and um, you know, you, you would think that the uh, metal cover would be the topic of discussion at this point for the, the Bloodshot Salvation, but it's not. It's like we have kind of our own little baby. There's something that's very manageable <laughs> and that we want to share with the rest of the. The value community. Yeah. You're here. So that and just knowing that the original cover is also owned by one of us, not me, not Duan. We'll just leave it at that, JC. <clears throat> you know, it's even more special. You know, he picked, he picked up that cover, God, almost a year ago. And just to yeah. see, you know, it was unpublished and it was solicited, you know, in the eBay ad, it said unpublished cover. And then here we are almost a year later. We get to share that with everybody on September 20th. Mm. Yeah. How common is that? Yeah. How common is that to to have some old art that that gets, you know, kind of brought back out? I've got a woodwork to be published. I've got an unpublished unity cover that La Rosa had done. That's gorgeous. And I would love to see it published and, you know, it's got uh, Gilad on the cover. It's got Eric. It's got Livewire. It's got Ninjack. Um, so it could be used on any any book in the future. And uh, I've owned it for three years. I'd love to see it printed. And if it doesn't, that's great. You know. And Larosa. I mean, gosh. I mean, I figured all of his stuff is published already. Um, that might be something we should revisit. Uh, <laughs> Justin. That's so unity. Hmm. Yeah, right. If they ever bring that back. Yeah, stay tuned. And you know, Lewis has already been paid for that cover from Valiant. So, you know, it's just one of their unpublished cover stock covers that could possibly see the light of day someday. Now, is that something you just have to? Talk to Valiant, the people, the, the people that that make those decisions at Valiant to see if they want to put that on a cover of a new arc or a new, you know, a new storyline of yeah. one of the books that they're bringing out. Yeah, you could uh, when they send out the art to choose from for those exclusive covers, you could just mild, you know, gently suggest, hey, you know, I know there is an unpublished cover by Larosa out there that you've already paid for. Let's use that. Yeah, you know, and there were some covers when they they share they shared them with us for Bloodshot Salvation that were drawn in 2015 that have still haven't been published. You know, one comes to mind that the gentleman that signed it put 2015 on it when he drew it, and it's still, you know, I don't know if somebody else is gonna you know print it for this uh, September 20th 
um, release date of Bloodshot Salvation, we might see it. It's interesting that that older art. You know, I, I think I've, I've always been naive would think that it's always a rush rush thing. Like we need this cover, you know, we need this art so we, we can put these covers out. But they they may have a lot of this stuff in the can. You know, it's just you know when you have a lot of art in the can, maybe it takes people from the Valiant fan community or artists to say, you know, hey, you know, I did this cover for you, or there's this cover out there, or this this original art. You know, can can we get it on the cover that's put out to the public? Yeah, and you can always bring up an artist, maybe one that hasn't worked at Valiant. You can suggest it, say, yo, there's this artist here, you know, X Y Z. Well, the thing is that Valiant will pay for the cover that way, you know, so that you're not out the money, but then you've got to recoup it in a higher print run for them that way that they can print it and they have the rights to publish it. However, they see fit and advertise it. So let's just say Bob down the road has a, has an artist, a fine artist, and you want to use him for a cover. You can do that. Valiant's got to contact that person. They've got to agree to a price and then say your initial print run was 500 copies They'll up it to like seven fifty or a thousand to absorb that that cover cost, and then maybe that person is a new talent that is found that way. Um, one person comes to mind, Brent Peoples. You know, he got his first work on an XO twenty five exclusive, and then he's done. You know, got twenty five covers since then, but he wasn't a yeah. you know he wasn't one that was originally signed with Valiant, so. Yeah, and we we ran into that with the XO cover, right? Um, when we were trying to help out with the database cover, <clears throat> wasn't there certain covers that had higher print runs because the artists, because the artist who was drawing that cover demanded a, a higher price, right? You so know, they had and, to increase the print run. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, different artists command a different cost for the cover. Um, you know, some of the premier artists that Valiant has in their stable, they, you know, they've been around for five years, Carrie Nord, Louis LaRosa, Miko, you know, their covers are a little bit more expensive. That's why you see those uh, as cover A's and B's and C's because, you know, shops are going to order, you know, collectively 15,000 or 20,000 of those number ones. So that that's where those expensive covers go. And, uh, you know, there are they do make the print runs. They're not there to give them away. Let's say. Right. It's yeah. a business. It's not just comics. It is a business too. And these uh, these covers or these uh, this art that we were able to choose from, this is stuff that they have on hand for exclusives only, or would they would they use this art on perhaps? You know, a number thirty-five, or you know, just something in the in an average run. Or is they could, this? Uh, they could. They're they're called stock covers, and so they ask, you know, seven eight months ahead of time for artists. Yeah, hey, we're getting ready to launch this title. Could you pre- please, you know, do a cover for us? We'll pay you X amount, and so they pay that artist, and it just sets there. They collect them, and then when a new issue comes out, they'll, you know when the shops contact them about doing an exclusive, they'll show them, Hey, we've got these 12 covers you can choose from, or we've got these 12 and then they choose from it. And then the ones that are left over, um, if they fit 
you know, the time frame and depending on how much they have in it, they'll release it right away. And then some of them, you know, if the artist didn't command quite as much or they're trying to get their foot in the door, you know, they might, they might be unpublished or just set, you know, set there for a while until the title has a mini series or something that's more relevant to it and then release it. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes me think that um, maybe they kind of give out concepts or storylines in advance, way in advance, maybe a year, year and a half, because I think Brian is very good about um, being ahead of uh, being ahead of the game. Like the things that they're releasing now was probably thought of a year or two in the, in the past. Right. So they're, they're never in a, in a, crunch for releasing you know production being released or books being released to where they can be delayed so it, it, it seems rational that there are covers and there there's art out there that they may not use that that could be used in the future because they've already put out what the direction that they want to go in future and they've you know solicited artists to draw that art and then they may use it or may not use it and when the stuff that they do not use would sit there until, you know, maybe the, the fan community demands it or that they dust it off and say, hell, you know, two years ago we asked artists to do this. Maybe we need to re- release this cover at this particular point in time. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, that was just, just my guesstimation of what, what happens. And the three of us being fans, that's all we have to go on are just, you know, guesstimates. We don't, we don't have inside yeah. information. We don't know any of that. So <laughs> we can make safe assumptions. Yeah. So with that just, said, um, go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. I was just going to say we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. So we can do. <laughs> sorry, Dewan. Go ahead. Huh. I just wanted to go with the the uh, Bloodshot metal cover. Uh, you know, I, I see a few of them popping up on eBay. What do you guys think about the prices and the uh, amount of books that are popping up? You know, that hasn't been on my radar yet. I haven't even started looking. <laughs> I think one sold for four forty nine that I saw. That I saw. I'm sorry. And then there was another one. Listed now for the same price. Yeah, I, I think I you're. If you I, guys thought, I think one did sell for four forty nine, and I'm I'm trying to pull up eBay right now. I'm like, how many more are listed? What what's going on? Why didn't I see this already? <laughs> I had to look as well. I, I only see one out there, and you guys are right. It's like four fifty. Uh, buy it now. Ours, it's cover V, and there are six covers going to be released officially from Valiant. And that includes the metal cover. 16 metal covers that are going to be out there from shops available. So that's interesting because, you know, from the EXO cover, we knew that there were probably more covers than we anticipated originally, right? Can we agree on that? Yeah, it seemed like they just kept dropping covers out there. (laughs) Yeah, there were more EXO metal covers than what we anticipated, and then oh. there was some. There was some idea that it would be less for the Bloodshot Salvation 
even though the uh, ratio was half of the EXO cover, but, hmm, you know, with less than 20 covers out there, that might, that 450 price range might be worth it. You know, I had, you know, I said it before on a podcast and I'll stick with it. I thought maybe I could, you know, fish for it for less than that. But Justin, if what you said that if there's only less than 20 books, that, that price, that 450 price range is very good. A very, very sexy price range to purchase that, that book. Right. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, you know, Dwan, uh, that's it's a good point because I haven't even thought about the the metal at this point or haven't uh, looked, but there was such a a, a machine <laughs> behind getting XO One out there, and this was the first metal cover. I think that they uh, they they stated that there were over two hundred metal covers produced or at least out in the wild. Um. I don't know if Bloodshot Salvation is getting as much attention as X01. I, I, I guess we'd have to look at the numbers to see uh, uh, what that's going to look like. But for for us, for fellow collectors, I'm not sure if the Bloodshot Salvation medals are going to be anywhere near the 200 range like X01. This could be a tougher, even though the ratio, it's, it's a 1 in 250 versus the 1 in 500 that XO had. I don't know. Is this one going to be a tougher one to find? And then we have an upcoming uh, Ninjak medal uh, coming up, I think, down the road. So, um, you know, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. Personally, what I think um, as a collector, engaging what maybe Valiant's mind frame is, is that they want to push this metal cover out as something to where retailers could push the book and then you know recoup some of the money from uh pre-ordering the book we saw that with the xl book you know they said we'll give you this one in 500 metal cover and they sold it for whatever and they recouped all their money so it wasn't much of a risk on the a b c d whatever covers that they that they they pre-ordered and then they were returnable um, I I see it as the same thing, so I don't want to in, induce a panic or people like, oh, we need to go get this metal cover because it's super super rare. Um, there may be more out there than what we think, but as completionists, as you know, Justin and Jim, you know, you don't want to risk it, do you? You want to get it <laughs> and get it in case. There are only 50 or 25 copies, so you have it because you don't want to be on the back end trying to chase this book down. Yeah, there's always that fear that, well, will I find it cheaper? Or if I wait long enough, will I find it cheaper? Or if I wait long enough, did I miss the window and am I going to be paying out the wazoo (laughs) down the road? So That's always the fear, I think, as a collector and uh, as a completionist. I mean... Gosh, there I, I can count so many different books that I thought I'll wait, I'll wait, and and now those books are five hundred to a thousand dollars now, and uh, unfortunately, uh, probably never, <laughs> never attain them because they're just priced out now. 
No, Jim, you'll win the Powerball and you'll buy, be able to buy every book you ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when that was it, seven hundred fifty million? What was the one yeah. that? Uh, it just. Oh, let me tell you, I think we were all hoping, and it was one woman that won it last week. I think super jealous. A lot of dreams dashed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't solve everything either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah. Look at that complete, that complete Valiant collection. It would. Eight million would. Ah, uh, Jim doesn't need another one. Nope, I'm happy with one. <laughs> I don't know. You might get three of them. <laughs> Although the uh, uh, Valiant uh, first series V1. Enter, uh, Eternal Warrior number four. I could wallpaper a room with with those. I, happily, <laughs> best cover of all time. It, it's yeah. high up there. I can definitely tell you that. In my, you know, what I enjoy. I still have a, a sweet spot for that Solar number one. Yes. Oh yeah, those books are, you know. You see it coming. You see, it's, it's it's very interesting to see what the market would do when when movies and web series come out. You know, yeah, I think you're foolish to uh, bank everything on these books going up because the the print runs were crazy back at that time in comics. But um, you never you never underestimate the influence of the market, right? Um, when things when things hit the the web or the the movie screen, so it, it, it I will be excited to see the demand on some of these books. Being that Valiant is, is little known on the, on the major market, and then if something hits mainstream like a movie, to see what pe- the public's interests are on those back issues, because if it's old, they want it. If it's a low print run, they want it more. And then there's us old curmudgeons who've been here the whole time, living in our little hole, our little mole holes, collecting whatever we want. And it could be interesting. Uh, there, I can guarantee that there will be a few books that people will make a s load of money off of. <laughs> s load of money off of. <laughs> I prefer to consider all three of us more of like valiant evangelists as opposed to curmudgeons. Uh, I like that more. Yeah, yeah. We're out here preaching, you know, about the passion of collecting valiant as opposed to get off my lawn. Give me every, give me all the comics. Oh, well, now that I think about it, I kind of want them all. So you're saying we're downtown saying valiant is coming. Be ready when Valiant comes. I think you you beautifully tagged the name of this episode. Valiant is coming. Yep. Yeah. We went to church today too, and it was interesting. Valiant is coming. (laughs) It all ties in. (laughs) We've had several folks ask. So, you know, when the next episode was going to hit and so, you know, what we could do is just kind of fill people in on, you know, it was summertime, much, you know, like 
grade school or high school, you kind of take the summer off and, you know, we had a lot yeah. of things going on. So, you know, my kids were in uh, Colorado from Kansas for almost the entire summer. And since I only get them for the summertime, um, you know, I don't want to take time away from them. So yeah. we have a lot of things like, you know, like Friday night magic and we had a vacation and even, you know, bagging and boarding comics kind of went on a hiatus. I'd do it monthly. That way I didn't feel like I was taking a couple hours every Saturday or Sunday out of time that I could be spending with them. And then uh, why don't you uh, just kind of give a brief overview of how your summer was, Jim? Well, yeah. Uh, I think uh, possibly mentioned in any in some of our previous podcasts, uh, I was in the process of moving. So I have moved from uh, Colorado uh, back to Ohio. So after uh, the long stint in Colorado, I decided to move back where it's green and and more Buckeye like. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, so um, I have been uh, uh, involved with uh, with the move across country as well as some crazy on call schedules. And uh, here I am uh, back in uh, back Buckeye land. Glad to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, Dwan. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I, I, uh, I'm completely torn. I, I love Colorado and I love Ohio. I, I wish, uh, I wish I could be uh, uh, in both states. So when, when they develop teleportation, I'll be the first. Nice. <laughs> I think uh, for me, I just was busy with. You know, summer baseball, all summer work, and it was just a hectic schedule. You know, working baseball, umpiring baseball all summer, plus you know going to work, work and traveling for the jobs. You know, when everybody's busy like that, it's just hard to match everybody's schedule. Oh yeah, it's tough, and and I, I have to mirror Justin's uh, uh, comments. I it's summertime. On top of it, there's just a lot of different things going. So. Um, I, I'm happy that football season is here and the, the weather is starting to get a little cooler and hopefully that means more time to podcast more times to, to catch in with my friends exactly I I kind of been have been extremely ready to podcast so I know we all talk every day through Slack anyway so it's not that you know that much yeah. of a loss but just being able to set back and talk and talk about what our passions are is where it's at. So I'm pretty excited to get back to it. You're here. Let's do it. All right. So I don't know about you guys, but these one in 50 Harbinger renegades are killing me. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, they have a one. Are they putting a one in fifty out every issue that they have? Through issue eight, right now is what they're saying. Hmm. You know, and we're looking. We're looking at print runs on some of these books being like seventy five hundred copies, seventy seven hundred copies. That means you know there's only like a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty of these out there, and uh, they're tough. They are super tough to find. Five, not so much, but six has been tough. 
and you know seven and eight the sales numbers are, are gonna gradually go down and so I think those are gonna be super tough to get to yeah. that's six issue it's it's gonna be interesting I mean it's, you can't find it really anywhere and if you can you should scoop it up but that's it it's, that's the first appearance of the the alpha harbinger right yeah or whatever that harbinger that they're calling alpha so he might have an important role. He's, he's definitely going to have an important role going forward. So I'm really interested to see how high that book's going to go up in value. Well, yeah, no, go ahead. What do you, what are your thoughts on that, Jim? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there were a, a, a couple, a couple shops online that, that had it and it disappeared uh, quickly. Uh, I think I saw maybe two, uh, auctions on, on eBay for it and I haven't seen a, a repost at all so uh, between four or five uh, being available I'm not sure where they disappeared to uh, and to be honest I'm not sure how many completionists are out uh, just let, like Dwan said scoop it up, it disappears in private collections never to be seen again so um, I don't know I, I'm uh, interested to see where this goes too because Dwan's absolutely right appearance of alpha and it's uh, uh, chase variant it's gonna be interesting it's hey, it'll definitely be uh, upwards of a hundred bucks if you can find it yeah that's what i was just gonna ask you did you know how much it was it was selling for when you saw it on ebay i saw it for 149 and it just, I, I was hey let's see if uh, this disappears on the high end and it did Wow, I couldn't find any uh, completed auctions on eBay. So, uh, let me send that to you guys. Yeah, hundred dollars sounds really sounds like a good price to get it since the print run is so low. Yeah, I'm yeah. pulling up the numbers for August right now, because um, they're not on Comicron yet. But I did see numbers on another website. So. And that's the weird thing about comic books in general. You know, when we're trying to pick up these these variant covers, we want to get them early because we just don't know if they're not going to be out there. And a lot of times we get burned. You know, you buy the first one on auction on eBay and you might overpay for it. And then you find out two, three weeks later, people are dropping the price of the book because there's so many out there, that, you know, people willing to part with them. But we, we buy them like that because you get one like this Harbinger Renegade 6 that just you can't find it. Yeah. So it's worth it then. But, you know, it does it in the end, does it make sense, you know, as far as money-wise? Like we're, your losses on the books that are that are prevalent that we, you overpay for, will they make be made up for a book like this Harbinger Renegade 6 or other books like it? Um so that you're not losing in the long run. Yeah, I can't find where I read some of the August numbers. I know, you know, August is officially over, you know, in a few days, being today's the 27th. But I saw some preliminary numbers for Harbinger, and I wanted to say it was around 7,700. Last month, uh, Harbinger Renegade 5 had 8,300 print run. So, yeah, 8,325. So it makes that 1 in 50, you know. 
since there were multiple covers, 8325 times 0.0171, about 142 copies of that. Um, that, It was a black and white of the cover A, so, you know, about 142, so we're going to see that number go down quite a bit for number six, around about 127 to 130 copies of the uh, 1 in 50, so we're getting down to damn near scarcity levels on that. Right. And this, I think it's going to... I agree with you, Justin, because it's going to... Those books are going to go down because the story seems like it's jumping all over the place. You know, you, you have the story about the... Uh, in Harbinger Renegade 5, and then in 6, it jumps to this backstory of, you know, Alpha, and then, you know, who knows what seven's going to be at back out as an eight um yeah people may it may throw people off the way they're trying to tell the story well a lot of people in the rumblings around the internet and other podcasts you know when they talk about harbinger six that it was a good standalone story but for the arc it had no place yet in the arc mm-hmm. it almost seems like they're using this the harbinger renegade line to tie in a lot of the stuff that they need to tell a lot of the stories they need to tell for the characters um, that are going to be integral to Harbinger War Wars Two. Yeah, and if you guys haven't listened to Valiant Central podcast when Paul and Martin had Eric Heiserer on, uh, he is pretty stoked to be writing Harbinger Wars Two and gave some insight to Secret Weapons Zero, a fifth issue for Secret Weapons. Um, that just sounds appealing. It's going to be a totally different take on um, an, a comic issue. It's going to kind of be, I think the feeling of it's going to be similar to Harbinger number 25, the eight page story that uh, Vivek Tawari had written and Louis LaRosa had done the art for that followed Joe Irons and his mother's battle with cancer. I think it's going to be something that we're not, it's, you know, gonna tug at our heartstrings a little bit. Hmm. I have to pick that up. Oh yeah. Because if these some of these zero issues are pretty good. I mean, Divinity. Oh zero. man, it was so fucking beautiful of a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my French. I try not to swear on it. I saved that for Paul Martin's podcasts, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Oh man, it, it was. And was he willing to sell that art? Not right now. Um, cause I asked about a couple particular pages of the red brigade and, uh, he was like, no, I'm a, I think I'm going to keep it all together. And I'm like, all right, so what's an all-up price? And he said he'd have to think about it. You're a sick man, Justin. You're going to buy the whole damn art for the book. <laughs> probably not. It'll probably be out of my comfort zone. But, uh, you know, yeah. it would sure be nice to, you know, look at. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What'd you think about the art, Jim? And you guys were talking about the art for uh, Divinity Zero. For D- Divinity Zero. Uh, I'm 
trying to think. Oh, was this painted? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the uh, Renato all painted issue. You know what? I might not have gotten that shipped yet. I, I don't. I don't think I read Divinity Zero. Wait. Mm. No. Wait a minute. Maybe I did. Yes. Do, wait. Is this? No. Um, I don't want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I read something else, and it was not Divinity Zero. So I haven't. Uh, I haven't read Divinity Zero yet. I haven't gotten it. So oh, man. Yeah. Um, it's You'll also the prob- promo stuff, and it is gorgeous, though. I will say, um, <laughs> the art is is lush. It's beautiful. Uh, um, it it kind of makes me nostalgic for four thousand one with Crane with his work. So, um, yeah, I haven't read it yet. So la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go into detail on it. We'll save that for other podcasts. But you know, we were just commenting on the art. So, and uh, I don't know if you. I know Dewan is in transit right now, so Jim sent us a link to Harbinger Renegade Six, the black and white sketch, for 149, and they're calling it in the uh, title "Near Mint, Hard to Find." So I'll agree with the hard to find portion of it, but uh, you know, both of the corners that have the spine are really rough, but you know, beggars can't be choosers on this book. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, they are. I'm looking at it now. Woo, yeah, the top left one is. Yeah, for $150 for a brand new book, again, 143 copies of it. It's still, you know, for the, the amount of, the price coincides with how many copies are out there. And, I, you know, I guess beggars can't be choosers. You know somebody's going to have a, a 9.8, and they're going to try to sell it for a lot of money. You're right. Well, I can see this Locked book. In. I can see this book in particular being similar to uh, Harbinger number three, one and twenty, with the first appearance of Livewire. Because if this story of the Alpha Omega is going to, or Alpha Sayat is going to blossom and get bigger in the next year or two. The, do, the copies that are out there, which is a fraction of uh, the Harbinger number three, it's going to, you know, the sky's the limit. You can kind of set that price depending on how many copies you have and what grade they're in. People are going to be hunting this book down heavily when Harbinger Wars 2 comes out. Yep, it is. Like, uh, you were just talking about the, the Harbinger 3, 1, and 20. Mm-hmm. Somebody selling it for what was it two sixty eight two eighty? That's crazy. Yeah, and it's a a cat near. It's a cat in your neck of the woods. Or he's actually closer to Jim, but up in right. A- Akron. Yeah, man, that's that's a lot. What's that, Jim? What did you say? Yeah, that's not far. That's uh, within an hour drive for me. So, yeah, I, I think I think this is the guy that sold the nine nine, the nine point nine. Um, what was that? Was it a Savage? Was it Savage? Hmm. I have to I have to look back. There there was a uh, a nine nine grade CGC. I can't recall what uh, what book that was, but 
Yeah, there, there's a Valiant Collector around here. For sure. Need to make become really good friends with him. <laughs> yeah. I think he has a lot of good books. He, he pops up on eBay every you know every so often with some pretty nice books to sell. Well, he bought this comic. Oh, he sold another one for a hundred and seven dollars and fifty cents, July third. Um, going back through his feedback, so mm-hmm. this is a second copy that he's selling. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of going back through what the past six months of his history on his feedback. So yeah, this is the second copy he's sold in the last six months. And there's a lot of the copies of this book out there, isn't it? I mean, it's it's older. It's like five years old. But the print run on it would indicate that there's a lot of books out there initially. Yeah, I think there's... We talked about... I cal- uh, calculated out about 850 or 860 copies of this book. Um, just based on the print run. And there were two different covers. And it's, you know, you can't really divide it by 20. But... uh to get the actual print run. But yeah, it's about 850, 860 copies of this book. But also that's five years ago. And how many of those have been bought and sold, put in dollar boxes and kind of forgotten about. So they're out there. Man. For one in 20, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, do you think it would sell? That's the, that's the, the question that we probably need to discuss. Like right now, you know, without the the movies out there or whatnot, is it could it really go for two sixty, two sixty eight, two seventy, two eighty? People will pay what they think it's worth, and we've seen them sell for two hundred in the last couple of months. This one, it's hard telling. There's no reason why you know if somebody were to make a best offer of two twenty or two fifty, it'll sell right away. I think it's set for two eighty for so long, you know that uh. I don't think it'll sell for that price, but yeah, I, I'm wondering after the movie, are we gonna wish we had purchased it for two sixty? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, all four, all three of us have copies of it, so. Right. But yeah, I calculate there are yep. 774 copies of this available to retailers. So, a one in twenty, several retailers got copies of this because they did. You know, it was the. Th- fourth month that Valiant was back in 2012. So more than likely some of the larger online retailers had, you know, 20 copies of this come in, 3 or 400 books to support Valiant and their relaunch. So especially if they made it pretty sweet to them and then again if they made it the first couple months of those Valiant books returnable, we don't know how many survived. It almost seems like the the price that he's selling it for would be for a CGC copy. But like you said, Jim, you know, this this might be a bargain in the long run. So if you don't have it in your collection, I wouldn't say buy it for that. But if you, if you think it's worth it, go for it. I remember, uh, to compare to other books, I remember after, after the first Avengers movie dropped, I was looking for, uh, for an upgrade on my Thanos uh, first appearance. Uh, uh, Iron Man 55, and I had, I've had a copy for a long time, but at the time, this was a couple of weeks before Avengers dropped, 
And I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll get a maybe I'll get a better copy, a CGC copy, maybe in the, in the nine to sort of nine eight range, if, if I'm able to find one. And I know they they were fairly cheap. And cheap, what I mean is under five hundred bucks. And sure enough, when all the Avengers realized Thanos was in it, and that's the direction Marvel was going, I jumped on eBay, and those things went stellar. I mean, just skyrocketed. So, well, I won't get a won't be getting another first appearance of Thanos for a long time. <laughs> I'm wondering if after Harbinger drops, then people are going to start looking for Harbinger One, uh, classic and you know, the, the uh, and the VI, the Valiant Entertainment, and the V1, the classic uh, uh, version, as well as the uh, uh, this uh, this variant. So, uh, are we, yeah, are we going to look back and say, well, man, two before the uh, for the variant was, was a heck of a deal. Why didn't we jump on it? It's you just don't know. You, you don't know the level of, of where speculation is going to go. We, we can only guess and uh, and and uh, you know, hope that uh, <laughs> hope that our our, our purchasing uh, uh, practices and and uh, intuition works and and pays uh, off. I guess. Well, how about I throw this out? So. With Bat in the Sun putting out six or seven webisodes, you know, in the coming months, I just looked on YouTube, and Bat in the Sun has 1,973,911 people that subscribe to their channel on YouTube. So if 10% of those people, which would be 197,000 people, went to go pick up back issue based on one of the five characters in the movie, what are the chances that people are going to try to pick up a live wire first appearance or a Roku first appearance? It's going to be pretty high. And so I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So correct me if you think I'm wrong. Yeah. And you you have to look at maybe the success of wonder woman, you know, bringing uh, that type of, I could say semi untapped market, that is now interested in female characters and Valiant's history, you know, over the past what year and a half, two years of promoting faith um, to probably a demographic of women who were not necessarily represented in comics or maybe had not even read comics, but now read them because they can see themselves in the character. Um, you know, being that Valiant's a smaller company, they could take the risk of promoting uh, a live wire and making her prominent in the universe that may um, have people that normally don't collect comics. What the first appearance of live wire and a, a harder copy to get like the one in 20. So um, it, it probably would not be on the magnitude of wonder woman. Uh, but even if you can get a small percentage of the, uh, of interest from people that wonder woman had, uh, with the Livewire character, the book may skyrocket, you know, in terms of um, uh, the demand to want this one in 20 Harbinger number three. So you have that factor, then, like you said, just in the uh, bat in the sun and then us crazy collectors, you know, yeah, and that's... if you look at it that way, 280 is not bad. Yeah, I mean, so they've got 1.9 million subscribers, and not everybody that watches those subscribe. So their reach is very vast. 
and you know maybe people are starting to see the trailer and tomorrow valiant's supposed to drop the big trailer for it um sometime tomorrow during the day so if more and more people see it and start becoming familiar with the properties before the movies hit that's huge I, I think uh, they're on to something here. And um, the way Eric tells this story in the comic book, it, it reads like a like it's a TV miniseries. Um, I'm impressed with it and the way he's positioned Livewire. I mean, he really puts her in a, uh, a very interesting and um, for me it's a delight. And he puts her in a, in a, in a situation that uh, I think – it, 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 I'm trying to find the words. I'm tired, guys. I did two games <laughs> in, this, in the heat. Um, well, it shows I, her I in a positive her... light, and she's a strong female character in uh, in that book. There you go. Bingo. Thank you. And not only that, she's a woman of color that's represented in a book, which is not, it's not very well, you know, it doesn't happen in every comic. And, you know, unless your name is Riri or so, you know, it's awesome. And she's been a predominant character in the Valiant universe for over five years. And then the actress that's playing her in, uh, in the Bat in the Sun series is very easy on the eyes. <laughs> yes, she is. Sierra Foster, I believe, is her name. Mm-hmm. Very easy on the eyes. So I think they've got something here. It's like they're firing on all, all cylinders. I couldn't agree more. So that, uh, since we're talking about secret weapons, I think we had a Twitter question that asked about uh, what we thought about the, was the, the second printing of the pre-order bundle of issue two? Yeah, um, I'm pulling it up now. So, my first impression is it seems pretty random. Why didn't they second print uh, the the first? And and why why second print the second? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't recall seeing a second print uh, of the first. Uh, and we're talking of the uh, the bundle, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Travis Williams, the great magnet, asked how we're liking the pre-order bundles and our thoughts on the second printing of Secret Weapons 2 pre-order bundle. So, so Jim, how are you liking the pre-order uh, bundle books? I think it's a neat idea. Um, I think what the upcoming Bloodshot, I think Salvation, has a... Uh, Pre-order. Well, I know DCBS uh, has a pre-order where you buy uh, uh, twelve, I think twelve ahead. Um, the uh, the pre-order bundle is something that I believe only Valiant is doing. So it is something that uh, I think maybe Valiant is toe dipping, and uh, I haven't seen the sales numbers to to see how successful it is. Um, but it's. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experiment, I would say. Um, I mean, they're definitely making money off of me uh, as a completionist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems to be catching on with more books because um, 
I think EXO was the first book to test this bundle, this pre-order bundle. Yes. And, and then Secret Weapons, and now uh, Bloodshot. So is it going to be a trend that we're going to see through uh, through other series? Uh, quite possibly. And I think they, uh, in the solicits for November, said that Ninja K would have a pre-order bundle as well for the first four issues. That makes sense. So they're going back to just only four issues. So is Ninja K going to be a mini series only? Um, I don't know. Let me look at the solicits. Let me double check that and uh, see if it says mini series or not. And because it seems like they were making the uh, the number of issues you had to buy for the pre-order, it increased. I think EXO initially was three issues, and then did you have to for the next set of EXO books was it? Six? I think it was I think to do through the, issue nine, yeah. Yeah, through nine, and then you get Salvation, they went to 12. Um, and I don't know ter- if they were just, like you said, tested the wall. And Eternity, oh, that com- Eternity 1 comes out in October, and they're doing a pre-order bundle in October for Eternity 1 through 4. And so let me pull up the November solicits. So we've got Eternity on that list also. You know, for for I think collectors like us, it's it's a bonus. I mean, we're gonna buy the books anyway, so you just pre-order it. I mean, we're already they're already in your pull list, and you get something uh, a bonus. You get bonus uh, content or a bonus uh, issue that may not come out. Um, like this second printing, I I didn't know we were gonna get it just with our pre-order edition, so I went out and bought one offline because I, online because I thought I was missing out on it and then I went to my LCS and it was in my uh, pool list so that was, that was a nice cool gift yeah right so I'm looking at the solicits for November and Ninja K is it doesn't say that it's a mini series so it says that it's 40 pages and then the pre-order bundle is for issues one through four. And issue one, the pre-order bundle is at 48 pages, so it does have eight additional pages. And then three through four will be at 40 pages for the pre-order bundle. And the the cost is the same. It's $3.99. They're not charging any more for the extra content. And, you know, if you're going to give me eight extra pages, you're going to get my money anyway. So, I, you know, I'd, they could do the pre-order bundle... Or they could not and just include it in one of the variant covers, like the one in 50 or even in the cover B or C or just throughout the entire run. I, you know, I think everybody appreciates seeing some of the character designs and the script. And it's even great when they show like in Divinity in the back one page and it goes through the pencils, the inks and the colors. And so I like the additional content. And I like that it's the same price as, you know, any of the other covers, too. It's a good point. I agree. And, and uh, I'll take any additional content they're going to give us. I love the additional, you know, a lot of the different companies are doing it where they, they have the initial sketch drawings and uh, some of the scripts and so forth put in it. I, I dig that. as Not only a, just a, a, a fan of, of the medium, just... Just a, um, 
it just I, I don't know just as a uh, <laughs> as a typical comic book lover uh, it's, it's a great addition well you know we are we we are now a binge society we binge tv shows on netflix or amazon prime and then so you know you get through a story that's not the hyper focused content like exo uh, manowar is so it's spread out over four issues and even the word count from 10 years ago or 20 years ago it's down a lot more so they give us this extra content which i think is great because you know we do we go over the comics tooth and comb we either go through it the first time and just look at it and just take in the breathtaking art or we go through it and read it and not pay attention to the art and then go through it again so you know we take our comics and we look at them two or three times per each read because we are we're focused on one thing or the other and so if they give us that extra content you know we get a little bit more we feel more fulfilled i think that's how i feel when i i go through that extra content I think it's great. So, yeah, I I agree, and I, I'm interested to see how it impacts hardcover sales because normally we get that extra content um, only in the uh, collected hardcover editions, and now they're they're taking that bonus and putting it in the books, and I like it. You know, people, you know, pick up these books that they, they're normally going to pick up the A, A or B or C cover and now they pick up the pre-order and they get the new content it may draw them in even more um, to want to get additional titles from Valiant but it's bittersweet do you think that people will slow down on their purchases of the A, B and C covers just to get that extra content for the same price so we'll see a sales slump in titles but we don't necessarily see the print run sales uh, for the pre-order bundle and how do we know if those are going up or if people are purchasing those more? It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, but now that you're you're pre-ordering it and they they want to capture you for four issues, six issues, twelve issues, uh, you know, uh, that's a guaranteed sell for them. Whereas, you know, month to month they may lose somebody. You know, that was getting the A, B, and C cover, and then they don't like the, the story anymore, and then they just drop it or just get the A cover. Now you're, you're capturing in there, and they won't lose them at all. And um, I think you had mentioned before that some shops are even making people pay 50% of the pre-order cost up front or maybe the whole pre-order um, cost up front so that, so that the shop doesn't lose out. Right. You know, they've got a... Uh, they've got to commit to those early. You know, they've got to commit to 12 or 15 or a hundred copies of the first four issues early, you know, because they're not resolicited throughout the months. They, they have to do that at the time of solicit before the final order cutoff. And so, you know, if they're going to make a large investment like that, they either want the person's credit card on file or some sort of a guarantee that they're going to pick up those books for 12 months because imagine there's 3,000 comic shops across the U.S. Imagine that somebody will order it and default at least at half of those shops. That's a large investment for 1,500 shops over the course of a year. Yeah. But it must be doing well. They, they keep doing it. And like you said, Jim, it seems like it's a... Valiant is the being the leader or the guinea pig for these pre-order editions, so 
um, being Valiant's a smaller company, if it wasn't working, they wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I think, you know, they have to try every trick in the book. <laughs> Unfortunately, that way, but I mean, I, I think it's only a matter of time before Valiant breaks out their lenticular covers or their chromium covers. <laughs> I think it's. I, we already have the metal covers. Uh, maybe that's a, a good segue, but um, I, I think it's only a matter of time. And this is just one more uh, arrow in their quiver. Makes well, sense. But that's marketing. You know, you, you do whatever you can, and then sometimes you just come up gold. You have an idea, and it, it sticks. I told you both this morning, I just got confirmation that I... A friend from the UK, James Moon, had picked up 10 copies of the uh, War Mother London Super Comic Con edition for us. So, and uh, tomorrow's a fed a, a national holiday in the UK, so he won't get get them out till Tuesday. But pretty excited to get those in. Excellent. What's the cover on those look like? Oh, I'll put it in our Slack. Um, okay. I think I put it in there at one time, but you know, God, we share so much information in there that it went somewhere. <laughs> now I love me some war mother. Yes. Go crazy for her. Yeah. She's kind of like a futuristic punk mumbo. Right. What a, what a sweet gun. Right. All right. So I'm putting it in Slack right oh. now, what it looks like. Um, I actually had it saved in my camera roll, so there we go but yeah it's got a green background and it's got her like uh, all these bad guys around her and she's just butchering them with her her sidearm not even her uh, her other gun like that yeah it looks like somebody uh, drew the drew it in like a class when they were bored like the border of it and the, the title of the book yeah right you know when you're bored in class and you just doodle that's cool kind so guys like, tell oh. me about your, your your skateboards or is it snowboard or skateboard it's skateboard <laughs> go ahead jim skateboard well, I yeah. Well, thanks, Justin. Uh, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but you're the one that discovered the the Rye uh, skateboard, and it looks like they're limited to thirty. I might have bought the second to last one. So the last time I checked on their website, there was one available. And again, not to steal Justin's thunder, but I love love his idea of going out and having some of the original like founding members and original crew of of Valiant sign them so uh, I know Justin you're going out to various uh, upcoming shows and having them sign the board that's such a great idea that uh, um, I was inspired and I hope to do the same thing eventually so my my board is on its way hopefully I get it this week and uh, I hope to have the same luck as you I, I think it's a great idea to have the various creators and various artists and writers uh, involved with Valiant, uh, sign it and be a great thing to uh, to display in the uh, in the man cave. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, the professional pro model of Raphael Najira. Um, he's attended the last several San Diego Comic Cons, and so he's he's a huge comic book fan. 
uh, first and foremost. And the company that puts it out, put out the skateboard, is um, six stars. And it's limited to 30. And he drew himself on the... Uh, Ruben Najira is his name. And he drew himself on the nose of the board. Um, and then he put the little rice symbol on his forehead because his Instagram photo is of his, his drawing of himself. And for those that are not familiar with it, it is the uh, Rise Zero cover on the board. So the board is all it's silk screened white with the red rye. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And then at the tail of the board, it's got the company logo of the, a letter six with stars in it. And then it's got the Valiant um, compass in uh, white and red on the black background that says Valiant. So I mean, it's an officially licensed product. First and foremost, it's not a bootleg, limited to 30 uh, silk screens, and it's the authentic pro model. So it's something that he would physically use, you know, when he skates. That's interesting that Valiant wouldn't promote it on Twitter. Um, that they just let him promote this and, and release it on his own. Well, I mean, if Jim got the next to last board. You know, it was up for about three weeks and sold out. So, or might be one left. But either way, I think uh, there's a lot of Valiant fans out there that still didn't know about it. And so, it'd be interesting if they would ever reissue it if enough people asked for it. But maybe a different color, or instead of that, maybe some of the Valiant icons figures of like EXO or Livewire or Ninjak on that background. So, which would be fun. Heck yeah. It gets Valiant. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Dwan, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just interesting. You know, Valiant, they, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff to market to market their their characters and their books and their properties. And they're, you know, it seems like they'll do anything to, they're willing to try anything to put Valiant out there. Well, it's all about licensing their properties nowadays. You know, Marvel and DC, they don't make money on their comic books. It's the licensing of their characters for, you know, all... I mean, they're licensed to almost a sickening level. Um, any gas station you could go in, you might be able to find something that's licensed. Um, every department store, between you know, from Walmart to Target to Macy's, anything like that, you're going to find licensed material. And I hope that Valiant finds their niche and not oversaturate themselves as they get bigger. And so seeing it on a skateboard is awesome and seeing it for the Vans Warp Tour is pretty awesome because you know, there's a lot of people that are there and uh a small introduction, you know, let's say they hit forty five cities this year and if one percent of the attendees took a comic home and actually read it or picked up something there I mean, that's huge. That's a huge insurgency over the just the summer. Yeah. And if anybody has that Divinity Zero, please send us a direct message. <laughs> At Collecting Value. I know I want one. I think you and Jim both are, would, you know, appreciate somebody reaching out to you guys and uh, letting you know about it we're both in the hunts 
and there, there had to have been a mess of those books distributed. Why were what I think only two uh, or maybe three have made an appearance on eBay? Well, yeah, I mean, imagine going to a concert for four or five hours in the sun in these cities, you know, that's full of concrete. They're not out in the field like Woodstock. So you're fanning yourself with this. You're getting beers, water, you're dancing. Um, A lot of those comics aren't going to make it out unless, you know, a fan specifically looked for them. And they only offered that Divinity Zero at in L.A., the last day of the show so you know only one show did somebody get the opportunity to get those and if they didn't make it out then maybe Valiant will have some of their back stock at upcoming conventions or maybe not it's hard to tell that's a great point Justin I thought that they were given out across the country at every Vans tour so uh, I didn't know that it was LA only and that's that's a great point because it's it's comparable to the uh, uh, to the the Chinese variants, uh, the the Bloodshot and the Harbinger, where a lot of people they're not going to care for them, or they're probably going to throw them away as as they're uh, leaving the concert. I, I I hate to say that, and I hate to see that, but more than likely, you know, people are going to drop them. They're they're going to roll them, put them in a back pocket. Yeah, you were fortunate enough to get one uh, in, in such great condition get one at all well you have to pay sometimes to play the stupid game of completionist and i did i you know i don't it's hard to uh pay that much for a comic book but if there's only three of them that surfaced on ebay and you know they're in good condition even if other ones do show up and it's logical to believe what you said, Justin, that, that they were rolled up. People sat beers on them. Um, they're in the back seat of somebody's car. Just and they're not in. They're not in like nine point eight, nine point six condition. So you you might have you might have paid a really reasonable price for it. And that's how I looked at it before I set my snipe. I I thought what I would ultimately pay and not feel remorse. And if it went over that great somebody else wanted it just that much more than i did and as i waited in my head it was only up for a 24-hour auction so it's not like i had six days to dwell on it you know i was like okay not many of these made at home they're out there on concrete where it's hot for hours on end and yeah and so i was lucky to get the first one on ebay and then i know two other i know the two other people that got the other two copies so Nice. Yeah. Congratulations to them. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Izdebski, whose Dirtbag Sailor got one, and then a gentleman by the name of Thomas Elliott got the other. And, uh, you know, they're just equally of hardcore collectors as we are. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse uh, has probably one of the best original art, uh, Valiant original art collections I've ever seen. I, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Of jealousy. <laughs> yeah, his collection is is primo. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to switch. I had to switch devices. Man, my my iPad was dying on me. I understand. 
I've got my ch- mine charging for tonight's draft, so. <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully I do better, man. My draft sucks. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. You drafted. The auto draft was against you all night, man. Did you see the message I just put in the group? That Spencer wears out with an ACL injury too? Oh, yeah, I did see that. It popped up on my screen um, while I was trying to get uh, Jim connected. So I had him on my team. I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to have to be away. I'm done. Oh, sorry, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just... I'm just being a baby. <laughs> I was just gonna say how brutal, how brutal is it that it's it's the draft tonight and the season finale of Game of Thrones. I unbelievable. Uh, well, you can you can record Game of Thrones. Oh, but you have to watch it real time. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. You can tell I don't watch Game of Thrones because I I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I've I've never seen an episode of it either. I fell asleep during the first episode. Oh my gosh! You have to kill me. Kill me. I've read the first uh, four books back in like oh eight, oh nine, somewhere around there, twenty ten maybe. But uh, no, we've been wanting to give it a try, but we're gonna wait till it wraps up and then we'll just you know binge it and watch it and enjoy it. So. Oh. Self-control. I admire it, but boy, can't do it. I gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much, you know, so much enjoyable television, and uh, hopefully, Quantum and Woody with Joel McHale does take off on Netflix. Yes, I'm sure it will. Joel's got quite a following, and it's it's gonna catch on for sure. Well, I, you know what? I should qualify that because actually uh, the uh, Powerless show, the uh, uh, DC show that, that was uh, uh, only on this past season and wasn't renewed, I thought it was brilliant. It was along the lines of like, Office. Uh... Huh. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Was that the one that had Danny Pudi in it? Hmm. Danny Mr. Pooty. <laughs> Are you there, Jim? Did we lose you? There's a glut of comic book shows. I don't know, but hopefully it'll catch up. I think you cut out there, Jim, a little bit. We didn't hear you. Yeah, his, normally it shows a status on there. But he's still Come back, there. Jim. We miss you. We miss you, Jim. <laughs> How about I do this? I'm gonna hang up on him and then add him again. See if that'll help. Okay. All right. It seems like his computer's running hot because his fan seems pretty loud. Yeah, his fan does seem loud. He's probably got one of those big mainframe computers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like called the Whopper, just kind of like war games right. with Matthew <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> with the tape reel, yep, going back and forth. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Hmm. Said call failed. 
Now, I know we have good broadband in Ohio, so he can't say that's the excuse. Yeah, and you, you and I, we've had really good connections, so must be the, the porn that he's downloading in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Single guy and all, you know. Right. You know, chatting with those single ladies in the, in his neighborhood that want a meeting for a date. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I think he's that, back. Hey, there he is. Hey guys, sorry about that. Yeah, for some reason I had to hang up on Skype and uh, and rejoin. Uh, sorry about that. Right, that that's that was. That's okay. Dewan just thought it was all the porn you were downloading in the background. So, and I, I, mm. yeah, it was all Dewan. I had nothing to do with that whatsoever. So, mm. sorry, Jim. No problem. I was trying to help Ronnie out. Uh, yeah. All that uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones cosplay porn yeah. you're downloading. So. For Ronnie. For Ronnie. Oh. For Ronnie. <laughs> that was a that, that was a, a shameless uh, plug for Ronnie or a shout out to Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Ronnie has to make every episode, so that that's it. You gotta say hi to Sparky and then Yogaza as well. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. And Jay, can't forget Jay and Jack Sutherland. Yep. So last yep. night during the draft, yeah. did you? And I'm sorry, Jim, that um, we're going to the draft again, but I promise I'll, I'll cut it down. <laughs> So Garrett, no, no, Garrett was trying to pick up a player that was ranked 622nd last <laughs> night. <laughs> you know, and that's pretty deep in the NFL. You know, you got 52 players on 34 teams. That, that's that's pretty deep on the bench. And he kept, I cannot find this player. And you know, we're saying, who? Who are you trying to find? And then Paul finally found him, and he was ranked 622 in the rankings. And he did add that player to his bench. So either he knows something we don't know or don't feel bad, Dwan, about your team. No, he's actually smarter than me because the people I drafted all got injured today. <laughs> I feel Two so of my guys bad. guys got injured today. Some BS, man. I must not be living right. Goodness. So. <laughs> Oh man, so so everybody has those icon books though, because I know we were talking about that yesterday. Just to switch it back up. So um, the San Diego Comic Con icon or the uh, preview books? Yeah, that's what it is. The preview books. Yeah. So have you opened yours up yet? No, they're in like a you know they're all bagged in the black bag, right? Right. So whoever, and then. They're all on top of each other, and then they're sealed in another pl- clear plastic bag. So you kind of have to fill around. So I didn't want to open the clear one because I don't know if that's how Valiant was distributing them, and then people may have broke them open and then sold them as a set, or if the person I bought it from sealed them in this bag. But they look pretty professional. It didn't look like somebody, someone at home would seal a bag this way. It looked like it would come from the printer or the distributor. So I, I had to fill around to see if it was the three books in there, but they're in there, all three of them. Good. And Jim, have you opened yours? So I picked up two sets. Actually, the week of uh, San Diego Comic Con, I, I bought a set of three that were that were already opened, 
and uh, so I did confirm that I got uh, the three unique for three different covers. Um, it took a couple weeks, and the prices uh, kind of dropped dramatically on the set. So I found a I found a good set for about forty bucks, and uh, uh, they were still sealed. So I'm gonna keep a set sealed and uh, keep the uh, other set uh, open. That's that's exactly how I did it. I have a a set that I opened, and then I bagged and boarded a set that I won't open. And I just put with each comic. And, you know, I don't know, because you can't tell. It doesn't say, you know, Bloodshot is in this one and Quantum and Woody is in this one. So I just arbitrarily just put him with the open book, you know, in another bag and board in the run. So I think that's probably the best best approach. Well, at least we all got them, so that's good. Do we know the print run on those? Was it Was it a 250 or... Uh, that I don't know. Um, you know, when it comes to some of those uh, some of those books that they give away, they're they're really tight lipped on it, you know. And then there's some they'll let people know, hey, there were 500 for this convention, or you know, you know, some some they're more open with, and some they're very they hold close to the the chest. What do you think of the San Diego Comic Con? It had to be a high print run. That's a big Comic-Con. It's not like they were going to a, a smaller one where they would only need like maybe 250, 300 of them. I think it, it may be up there, but because you can still get them on eBay, right? Uh, I think there's a couple listings yeah, there's, out there. I, the other day I looked and there were about five sets that were currently up. Yeah. So they must, it must have been a pretty, pretty nice size print run. Or it is to a certain group. It's like a special breakfast or something, a special valiant event that these were given out to. And I believe the people attending, now, even though they're packed, they're packed. You can see, I believe that each member was given a set. Yeah, I think you're oh. right, Jim. I think it was for one of the uh, Diamond Summit breakfasts that they do at a lot of the bigger shows. You know, they do that at Baltimore and Emerald City and C2E2. And uh, so, yeah, you know, they kind of talk about what's coming up and then they give out some swag and, you know, comic shops. You know, they have to understand that there are people that do collect for because it's a hobby. And usually when you start to make money from a hobby, your hobby ceases to be. It becomes a business. And so that's why you see a lot of shops that will sell those because they're they're trying to make their business, you know, work. So they do sell those. Oh, yeah, I mean, some of the uh, some of the difficult books that come to mind that, uh, like the uh, the Exo Man Award number three, the blank cover. This is something that uh, uh, wasn't offered anywhere, and it was uh, something uh, special for San Diego Comic Con. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, Valiant had a, a little poker party and distributed these uh, blank covers out to uh, the attendees. Uh, I don't believe there's any other method or way of, of getting these. I Only through the people who attended the, uh, the poker party. And uh, they're going for a pretty penny. Yeah. For those who are, are selling. Yeah, I mean, we know that there were 44 of them at the poker party. And not 44 people, 44 copies of this book. And then half of them were embossed with the 
you know, Valiant um, poker edition embossing that they have for the poker event. And so of those 44, 22 were embossed, and then everyone that attended the poker event signed it. Um, and the comment about retailers having to separate, you know, hobby from business, one retailer put up both of his copies of both books on eBay. And yeah, so between our connections, I think all three of us now have the Comics Pro X01 and the blank cover for X03. And once you get your copy, Jim, look through it. There is no UPC or barcode whatsoever on any of that book. So on the front or reverse cover or inside of the front or back cover, there's no UPC. You're kidding. So those were, those were not intended to be sold. <laughs> well, we're lucky enough to get them. Um, that's interesting. So, yeah, the three of us are part of an elite, you know, tw- let's just say 25-person group that uh, has that particular book. And the Comics Pro uh, that you had mentioned, the Exo Man Award number one Comics Pro variant, Super tough book to get, but uh, I would say that we uh, we were able to attain them uh, anywhere between sixty to I don't know sixty to it's a hundred dollars. I, I saw one on eBay for a few days for a one twenty, and that disappeared. So I'm not sure if uh, someone got it as a buy it now, maybe with the uh, uh, with an offer, or if they paid the full one twenty. But there was one particular uh, uh, vendor. Uh, or store that uh, had a had a handful of them, I guess. I... Yeah, when I contacted him, he didn't say one way or the other. He said he hadn't had them, and then, you know, here it was a month and a half, two months later, and he sold, I think, about five copies of it. So, and thank you for helping facilitate my copy, Jim. So, oh, uh, happy help, Justin. Uh, just gosh, uh, trying to. Return a favor first. <laughs> as <laughs> well, much time as you help us, my goodness, it's the least I could do. But yeah, again, the three of us all have copies of that, and not many people do, you know, but that weren't at the poker game or weren't able to capitalize on the, that sale. Um, yeah, it really feels good to, to hear you guys' voices and see you guys and, uh, uh, and connect. I know we, we've been trying for months, and just with all of our various busy schedules, it, it was it was tough to line up. So, and I, again, my apologies. Yesterday, I'm so sorry. I, after I tried reaching out to you guys, I stepped stepped away and was kind of uh, dealing with a headache. And I came back and realized that you guys had actually signed in to, to Skype, and I missed you. I, I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, there's the one. Hello. Hey, there it is. Hey. Hey, hey. So, yeah, Jim was just commenting on the amount of porn you were trying to watch on your iPad as you were driving. So, and I, again, I was like, Jim, you, it's really tough for you to say this about Dewan. You know, <laughs> just getting out to his family that he's driving, podcasting, and watching porn. But, so I, I was trying to cover for you, but it was all Jim. The secret's out, man. <laughs> I might as well just, it's just uh, you know, we're... What can I do? What can I do about it? You got me. You got me. No, I, I was there the whole time. I've listened to you guys like the last 10 minutes. I didn't know if you could hear me or not. Yeah, I could hear you. And then when you went, you know, you put your hands up in the air and you pointed to your ear. 
but it was making a weird mm. sound. It was just every, you know, it was like very rhythmic, just a. So uh, uh, I thought maybe if we uh, tried to reconnect, it'd probably be for the best. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, I'm excited about that blank cover. I mean, it doesn't have a, like you said, it doesn't have a, a barcode on it. And half of the books that were there got signed and stamped. And the other ones are just blank, you know, which I like as a collector. I, I think, I think we all do just the unsigned copies. But, uh, Jim, you, when you get yours, look at, like, the lower, the bottom st- uh, staple yeah. on the front and see if there's, like, a slight red smudge on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, uh, that bottom staple right bottom along staple. the spine um, on the front of the cover, Dewan and I both, our, of our copies, have this little pink or red faint smudge. So be interested to know if yours has the same also yeah. I'm checking my uh, shipment details uh, <laughs> California uh, hopefully get it here in a few days and uh, I'll be sure to check and and what's that other book uh, Justin and Jim that Valiant put out was it like a catalog of like their properties well yeah and Jim hasn't got his copy yet so what it was at San Diego Comic-Con, and I know you've got your copy, Dewan. Um, mm-hmm. It was given out to people that Valiant would like to license with. So the cover looks a lot like the Summer of Valiant from 2012. You know, it's got some of the properties in, imagine, small banners on the front cover. And but so, yeah, and I haven't seen the interior content yet because Jim and I, we have a copy coming in. And they're in transit currently. And uh, so I can't really comment on what's inside of it, but I know that it's, you know, probably, you know, got information about each character or team um, so that people that might want to do mugs or, you know, other apparel or how, you know, shit, more skateboards in the future. You never know. Um, Mm -hmm. Have an idea of the background of the characters and, and the books that they produce. And, and, and guys, on that, I think on the front cover there is a barcode on there on that book. So it makes it makes the blank cover to me that much more interesting that it wasn't made to be mass produced and because it doesn't have a barcode on it yeah. anywhere. Oh. Yeah, that's an exciting book. I'm glad we all got it. You're here. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, and I guess also on the uh, on the subject of additional uh, uh, like skateboards, uh, additional uh, Valiant properties. Uh, have you guys uh, picked up any of the uh, fan sets, the uh, the pins that uh, that uh, are being licensed? Uh, we they're Valiant and many other properties. I think there's Harry Potter, DC, Marvel characters, and so forth. There's actually an array of Valiant pins under a uh, uh, business called Fansets. Fansets. And I know that you picked those up at the Denver Comic Con, Jim, and I was fairly preoccupied during the show, and you showed them to me, and I totally forgot to go pick them up. Oh, um, you, they're they're offered online. Uh, you can still pick them up, and there's more uh, more coming. I think right there's going to be a Riku, Eternal Warrior. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll send you. I'll drop you guys the the link. Awesome, thank you. And so, mm-hmm. speaking of pens, uh, Jeremiah Fettinger did a limited run of the Divinity pens. They were fan made from a sketch cover that he had commissioned Paulo Rivera to do, and so. Um, the quality of his pen is outstanding, so if anybody were to find him online, they should pick that up. Absolutely. Well, he limited to 100. Did he make 100 of those pens? Yeah, he sure did, and they're numbered individually on the back, and it even says um, fan prod, you know, fan-made and uh whatnot and i and i know for a fact he got that approved from valiant to make those you know fan versions of the pins so they're great they look great i mean they look like the pins that that we got from uh, valiant and acclaim years ago it's yeah the quality is amazing and then i was talking to him in the turnaround time from when he uh you know sent the image over to the company that made them was 10 days 10-day turnaround, and he had them in his hand. Wow. Incredible. Jeez, that's nice. I had some pretty candid conversations with him about those, you know, cost and whatnot, and uh, what the cost he offered him, you know, for was very close to what he had in it. So, you know, he didn't make money on it. He just was doing it to provide everybody with this amazing piece of art and share it. Yeah, he Good did for him. Give me a little bit of feedback. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of feedback yeah. too. But yeah, guys, I think um, my, it might be my phone. I've only got like two percent battery yet left, so I'm gonna have to jump off here. Um, okay. Well, we've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes, um, and we've we can probably even add to this this week if you guys want, or I can just release this podcast when I edit it. Shots fired. Woo! Back to the future. Whoa. Catching air like I hit a floaty Buddha. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. I'm making moves like I'm doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Whoa. Doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. Whoa. Whoa. Doing Kama Sutra. Whoa. Move bitch out the way like I'm Luda. Hold up. I Back to my business. Used to dreaming now, motherfucker, lit this. Kill the shit, mister. Can I get a witness? Yellow move, bitch, like we're doing fitness. Can I get a witness? Yellow move, bitch, like we're doing fitness. Can I get a witness? Yellow move, bitch, like we're doing fitness.
Daddy, 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 daddy